Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. We are celebrating long gone summer week here on 101 ESPN, and we continue to do so out on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with former Cardinal starter Kent Merker joining us here. Kent, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. So you're a 95 World Series champion, and you were able to watch the 1998 season with the Cardinals and Big Mac firsthand. What was that season like for you as somebody that was pitching at the time for the Cardinals? Uh, you know what? That that year, in a lot of ways, in 98, was even more electric to come to the ballpark, even in the year we won the World Series in 95. Uh Certainly, you leave spring training, you don't know anything that's getting ready to happen as far as two guys, let alone one guy, but two guys chasing a hallowed record that's been around forever, right, since 61. So you don't think that's going to happen until you start playing and you see you could almost get it building up. And I think we as a team, well, obviously we underachieved as a team that year, but it kind of got lost in the shuffle to the fact that we're, we're getting to witness potential history here. And it was just coming to the ballpark was as much fun as I've ever had. And I didn't have a great year and I still was looking forward to coming to the ballpark every day. Now, Kent, what, uh, what specifically was so cool that year? Was it just the home runs, the buzz in every building, the media attention, I don't know, rock star treatment when you're on the road, all this craziness going on. Is there anything that stands out for you that really you look back and you're like, man, you know what? That was cool. I think it was a combination of all that. I mean, there's obviously, when you're on the road, there's fanfare with the teams know where you're staying or fans know where you're staying at the hotel. So you're always going to get those crowds of people trying to get autographs and, and things of that nature. Obviously, we have media on a daily basis being at the big league level, but it was that on magnified by a million percent. There's just the crowds around the hotels trying to get into the ballparks all the media from not just you know the united states and the, and the local market but just the national attention and even the international attention this was getting and as ball players there was no pressure on us like literally i could go out there and throw a shutout or give up five runs in two innings and no one was paying attention to me <laughs> you know it was we always we always made a joke like because i eventually got to start the, the night he was went uh ended up breaking maris's record i started that night and he would you know, if he hit the prior inning, I would go out to start the next inning, and, and there was like half a crowd out there. <laughs> and I'm like, that's when everyone went. They went and got their hot dogs. If they had to take a restroom break, that's what they were doing. And then 
you could see everybody coming back in. I think they actually did a, a, a study that year, guys, in the city of St. Louis, that the worst time to take a shower was after a McGuire at bat because all the water pressure within the city was down because that's when everyone was using the bathroom and it just drained the entire water system. That's how that's how electrifying that was. Have we seen anything like that before or since, at least that you've seen, Kent? Because, I mean, the stories that we've heard this week, and certainly we remember the 98 season, it just it feels like that was on a completely different level from anything else that we've seen in baseball in recent years. Certainly anything that I was part of. I, I wasn't there in 95 when Ripken eventually beat Garrett's record for consecutive games played. I, I'm imagining that... The Orioles that year felt that buzz every day, one game closer, one game closer, one game closer. I think the reason the home run was more uh, special was because you knew Cal was going to get another game in that day. We didn't know if McGuire was going to hit another home run. So the anticipation of, is he really going to do this? Like, is it possible? Us as teammates, we're sitting in the dugout watching him go up to hit, going, he can't really hit another home run today, right? And then, boom, there it is in the upper deck. And you're like, dude, this is unbelievable. And I, and I listen, I was lucky to play as long as I did. And, but more so than that, I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time for a lot of cool things. And for probably from day one to the last day of the season, there's never been a more exciting year. And that's including three World Series teams that I played on. This was just at a whole new level. And, you know, the way the humility, and if you've talked to anybody else about this, he was so humble about it, and he really every day thought, what's the big deal? And I'm like, dude, you're not just getting ready to break a record. You're getting ready to break a Yankees record. Like, this is huge. And he just never, I don't think he ever, and maybe to this day, I don't think he's ever really appreciated what he did. He certainly didn't realize it as, as it was going on. We're talking with Kent Merker, former Cardinals starter, 95 World Series champion. Kent, I like to dive into the finer things of the game. And you being a pitcher, I just wonder, you know, what was the biggest mistake that pitchers made when pitching to Big Mac that was uh, that allowed him to go a yard like that? Or was it something that Mac himself did as a batter that just messed with pitchers? I think what most pitchers did, and I'll, and I'll use Barry Bonds as the left-handed comparison for this. I think we were always taught, trust your stuff. If my best pitch is my fastball, which it always was, that's how you get the best hitters out, right? You don't get the best hitters out throwing your second or third best pitch. And I think what a lot of pitchers did, because not only the size of him, he's intimidating just to look at, but just knowing how many home runs he was hitting, I think guys, it altered their what their normal game plan would have been, which is, hey, let's attack him down and away with the fastballs, get ahead, and then get him to chase something. I think a lot of pitchers went to plan B before they had to and went, dude, he's going to be sitting on a fastball. He's trying to hit a home run here. So let's try to trick him early in the count. And what pitchers did was they fell behind. Now they're in hitters counts, you know, 2-0 counts, 3-0, 3-1 counts. Well, now he knows what's coming, right? Like, now you know he's going to get his fastball, and now you're trying to locate it, and he's sitting on it. And he was so strong and so good, he had the strength to go get that pitch down and away and even hit that ball out of the park. So I just think it was a function of pitchers altered what they were best at to try to stay away from what he was best at. Former Cardinals. He was like, hey, yeah, just go get ahead, and if he gets you, he gets you. And by the way, 
I would, if I was on the other team, I wouldn't mind been one of the guys giving up one of those. Like, I'm part of this. <laughs> right? But, so, but I think that was the big difference. His guys didn't stick to what they were best at because it was what he was best at as well. Former Cardinals pitcher Kent Merker joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's interesting that you say I wouldn't have mind giving him giving those up because basically everybody we've had on this week to talk about Mark McGuire says something to the effect of I've never seen power like that before or since Mark McGuire. Where does it rank for you? You were a pitcher in the bigs for almost 20 years. Where did Mark McGuire's pure power hit uh, rank for you? It's not even a close second. And, and, and he's number one. I mean, I tell stories, guys, of to my friends, to my former teammates, to guys that were currently playing that just didn't get to see it. Like, as we got older and we were veterans, like, the, the last thing we like to do is stick around all day for BP and watch all four groups. You know, we're trying to make excuses. Like, I got to go in and ice my elbow before the game. And Dude, he, these balls he hit in batting practice, like, if I describe some of them, like people that have seen the certain stadiums I'm talking about and say, you remember that remember that TV monitor that they had at the, above the upper deck? It was, he hit that. And they're like, there's no way a grown man hit that there. I'm like, dude, he hit it there. I've seen him hit it there. Like, there were so many noises in BP of things he hit that weren't <laughs> even supposed to be in reach. Breaking light bulbs off the top of the scoreboards, hitting monitors that... They put far away so they wouldn't get hit by balls. He was hitting ball. He hit a ball out of the Bob Bank one ballpark in Arizona. I don't know what it's called now. He literally hit a ball into the parking lot. And the other cool thing about it was he had other teams on the road. So the, the, the home team always hits first. They go in. They got an hour and so to get ready, cool off, grab some food. These other ball players were sticking around just to watch McGuire hit in group four. That's how cool it was. Like, and I'm talking future Hall of Fame guys that stuck stuck around to watch Mark McGuire hit in group four and take batting practice. That's how impressive it was. And I don't know that you'll ever find a guy that will tell you they've played with anybody that's had showed more raw power than Mark McGuire. Kent, look, your teammates with Big Mac, he's he's ready to crush records that year. Everything he's hitting is, like you said, basically leaving the atmosphere. <laughs> As a team, for you guys, what was important for you guys to do as teammates for Mark McGuire in order to keep him going like that and make sure that he's able to stay mentally focused and, you know, at the same time, kind of keep him light because you don't want too much pressure? But how important was it for you guys as teammates to help out? You know, that's a great point, great question. And the answer is simple. Try to keep it as normal from what he's used to as possible. Listen, he'd hit home runs his whole life, right? So it's not like anyone was surprised he was hitting home runs. It was just the, the, the everyone for eight at-bats, I think it was that year. But So it was more or less, listen, away from the field, let's make sure we still all go to dinner with him, right? And if, and if we do go to restaurants in certain cities where it's going to be a higher visibility for him, let's us be the ones that kind of keep all these fans you know, allow him to enjoy his dinner for an hour and a half or two hours. Let's we kind of police that and say, hey guys, we're not trying to be. You know, it's not that Mark doesn't want to sign. Just he's getting away from the park, and we tried to keep that as normal and minimal for him as possible. One thing, and two is just 
just keep joking them like we were in February and March in spring training. Keep ragging on the guys like we normally did and just try to keep it as normal as a normal day as in any other typical season. Let him go do his thing between the white lines and then make sure we're keeping him honest. Like, even joking, like, dude, you're so lucky. There's no way you're hitting a home run today. Like, just all <laughs> the stuff that we tried to do that we, as as immature baseball players, are known to do, we just tried to keep it as normal as possible. And then I don't know how he – the way he balanced that with, with the, all the requests he was getting from the media side, you know, nonstop 24 hours a day trying to call his hotel room, like – how he balanced that and was able and, and just to be able to go out on the last day and hit 70, I mean, it was so impressive. And, and again, I was so lucky to be have a front row seat for all those and lucky to not give up one. He probably would have had 78 if I was on. <laughs> so I actually probably cost him a few home runs that year. Former Cardinal starter. So by the way, I, I, I got to tell this quick story. If you have time. So we're in New York at Shea Stadium. And I, I was in the rotation, so, and if anyone's ever been at Old Shea, it's a hike to get to the dugout from the clubhouse. Well, Big Mac traveled with, like, five full bat bags of his bats, right? So, first inning, he hits, and I forget who was pitching, but just sawed him off, broke his bat into a thousand pieces. So, he comes in after the bat, and he goes, hey, Merck, will you go grab me another bat? And I was like, why, you're caddy? I'm not grabbing you. Just go get your Go get your own bat. You know, he's like, well, come on. I go, no, I'll go. Trust me, I'll go get it. So I went and got him one. And, dude, he's got 100 to choose from. And maybe I'm exaggerating, but he's got 50 to choose from. So I just grab one, right? And then before his next bat, I give it to him. And he's like, did you get a good one? I go, dude, I went and knocked on, like, at least 40 of those and found one that sounded perfect. And he's like, really? I go, dude. This is the best bat you brought with. Totally joking. He's hit a home run every eight at bats. I go, I guarantee you hit a home run with this bat. He's like, are you serious? I go, guarantee it. <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes up his next at bat. He'll tell you this story if you ask him. He hit an absolute bomb just to right center off the scoreboard. He comes in pointing at me like somehow I was the reason he hit that home run. And he's like, and when the game was over, and that was his 50th that year, because when the game was over, before we left, he had signed it to Merck. You picked it. I hit it. First player to go 50-50-50. And I looked at him. I go, dude. He goes, well, how did you figure it out? I go, dude, I just grabbed the first one I saw. Are you kidding me? You're, you're hitting a home run every eight at bats, and you haven't hit one in seven. So I figured that the odds were in my favor. But to this day, he thinks I magically gave him some crazy. And then he said, Hey, the rest of the year, you think I'm going to hit one? Uh, I don't feel it this at bat, but <laughs> next one for sure. And it was just, it's like he started believing it. And I'm like, well, but that's just one of the other stories about him was that he didn't even give himself credit for how good he was that year. You know, it was just a team thing for that guy. And such a great guy. Dude, you couldn't have a better, more gentle giant than Mark McGuire. Former Cardinals starter Kent Merker joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I got to ask a follow-up question. You said that he gave you the baseball from that 50th homer. Where is that ball today? Where do you have Do you have it, like, oh, he, enshrined in your home? He gave me the bat. He actually signed that bat for me, which is even uh, – you know what? I put my first daughter through college with it. I actually, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, have, I have that bat in a safe spot. I've showed it to probably – 
300 people over the years that have come and gone from my home. And it's that's honestly, that's his prized possession for me as that World Series trophy because the story won, but just the fact that he was, I didn't ask for that bat. You know what I mean? I didn't ask for any of that. And it was there, just how generous he was. And I'm like, of all the things I've been part of and been able to collect and autographs from former Hall of Famers that were, you know, Lou Brock and Bob Gibson that hung around the club, that bat's as coolest thing as, as I've ever had. I'm guessing based on some of the answers that you've given today, I know what your answer is to this question, but I got to ask it nonetheless. I'm assuming that that means that you don't feel like that summer was tainted now because of what we know. I don't. I don't. Okay. And if, if, you know what? In hindsight, retroactively looking back, you guys can have their opinions, but it's, it will never change the experience and, the, and the, just the feeling of having that entire season. It'll never change that experience. I mean, listen, I guess guys will criticize it and say, would it have happened without it? Listen, we'll never know, right? We'll never know if that magic season would have happened with or without those things. So I'm not going to sit and dwell on it and, and let it ruin or taint or downplay any of the experiences that we got to have as a, as a, as a baseball team that year. I certainly know you're not alone on that front, Ken. He's, he was a Cardinal starter for 98-99, a 95 World Series champion, and we always appreciate his time here on Ribs and BK. Kent, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for hopping on hey, with us what? today. Do you, have, do you have one more minute? Please. As much time sir. as you want, buddy. Okay, uh, okay, so in 98, we're down in Florida. I'm starting against the Marlins, right? And I actually pitched good. No one knew about it. Because <laughs> I'll tell you that. I don't know. So... So I've been trying for how many years now? I came up in 89. So I've been trying for 9, 10, 11 years, right, to hit a home run in the big league. So rare opportunity. I get up there with bases loaded. I hit my one and only career home run, and it was a grand slam. Wow. Okay. I go seven innings. I think I gave up one run. I get a win. But guess what happened? Mark McGuire decided to hit two that night. <laughs> number so he... So he hits, I think, 57 and 58 or 58 and 59, which now sets the National League home run record. He breaks Hack Wilson's all-time National League home run record, right? So after the game, a kid that caught my home run ball comes down, and usually what happens, never to me, but when something cool like that happens, they'll want to trade. Hey, we'll give him his ball, but will Merker sign two balls for me or give me his hat? So this kid brings this ball down. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. What can I do for you? He goes, can you give me a Mark McGuire autograph? And I was like, yeah, you got it. So I actually brought the kid in to walk him right over to Mark to get him to sign something. But I hit a grand slam. Kid didn't want my autograph. And I didn't even get mentioned in the paper because the headline is Mark McGuire breaks Hack Wilson's record. And I'm just like, dude, you, you, you basically ruined my year. You know what I mean? No, but anyways. All right, that's my last dumb story. But Those no, are great, Kent. This has been incredible. I've enjoyed the hell out of it, Kent. We hope that we can have you on again soon, and hopefully at that point, you know, we're talking about real baseball that's actually taking place out there. So, seriously, thanks Absolutely. so much for taking the time with us today. We really do appreciate it. Hey, thanks for including me, guys. You guys have a good weekend. Absolutely. Same to you as well. That is Kent Merker, the former Cardinals starter, 98 and part of 99, and a 95 World Series champion joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN.